Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of season two of the Creative Exponent podcast. And today we have another guest for you. You're welcome for that. (laughs) They are fun. Yeah, it really, I've enjoyed that a lot. Then it's not just Sean and I, we get to talk to somebody else. We're sick of each other. (laughs) We are just, we got to get somebody else in the works. So today we have Michael Warm Jr. of um, Inspired by Charm which might be how you know him on Instagram or Pinterest. Pinterest, And we were just talking about this, that it may, even if you don't know who he is, like you may not follow him on Instagram, although a lot of people do. So we're, you probably do, but it, he's the kind of creative that you've probably seen his work all over (laughs) Pinterest and you've seen it and you've pinned it and you've shared it and you just don't know that he's the creative behind all of it. Yeah. So it's good to have you here, Michael. Thank you. And I'm, I have to tell you before we get started that your podcast is one of my favorites. I might be your biggest fan. I've listened to every episode probably twice. Um, and I just enjoy <laughs> it so much. It's one, something I look forward to every week. And when you took that August break, <laughs> I didn't know what to do with my Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, That's really nice love what you do. here. Yes, I love what you do, and I'm so thankful that you do it. Oh. Well, I love what you do, too. I have to say that um, whenever I'm scrolling through Instagram, and especially if I come across one of your recipes, which I know you have such a passion for, I I always just have to stop and admire just the – it looks like you create with a lot of joy, especially when you share your food. You can just see the attention that's given to – um, every little detail because food styling and photography can be so like meticulous. And mm-hmm. I think that really shows and kind of sets you apart from, um, you know, I don't know, other people in my feet. So I yeah. enjoy your work as well. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I, I just enjoy the process so much. And I love mm-hmm. the art of not only taking the pictures and creating the recipes, but the art of storytelling too. So that when you mm-hmm. look at a picture, there's more to it than just being a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that you're creating, I feel like that the thing I've always loved about your work and especially now that even that I know you more. So that's that helps, you know, because I now I want to to read more or know more, too. But it's it is very much an experience, I feel like, you know, there's and, you know, there are a lot of I know we need to ask you, we're going to let you know, let you speak and tell us about (laughs) what you do and who you are. But I just think that there is like, like Marianne said, there's a difference in taking a picture of a recipe and sort of creating a moment where, um, where we want to step into it. You know, we want to I want to sit down at the table. (laughs) I want to be there and I want to smell it all and I want to experience it. And that's, that's different. So anyway, yeah. You do some pretty, I want pretty great work. For you to just make me pancakes sometimes. Sure. <laughs> anytime. Just like, anytime. Oh, we just come over and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who don't know you, can you tell us about how you got into all of this? I know you yeah. started as a blog, right? And then it's kind of grown from there, or maybe you started in a different way that I'm, um, I just didn't know about. So, can well, you share that with us? Yeah, it actually started. So, 
back, I don't know how far I should go back, but back in <laughs> 2007, I was working, I went to school for hospitality management and I was working as a restaurant manager for the Four Seasons. And I was miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I worked all the time. You worked all, I mean, 80 hour weeks. It was just insane. I was just miserable. So I decided to quit right around the holidays and I didn't know what I was going to do. So once I quit, I came home, back home to my hometown. And I found out that there was a bed and breakfast for sale. So I decided to buy a bed and breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. So yep. I was 25 years old. I love old. that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that like right when we met or, you know, e-met, whatever. I mean, that's what you were doing. You were sharing that. Yeah. It was so cool. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. And so that was 2008. And then so the bed and breakfast, ugh, bed and breakfast was called <laughs> Old Charm, which is yeah. how the name for the blog came about, inspired by Charm. And I had yeah. back then, as we know, blogs weren't what they are today. So I just wanted, since I was cooking and decorating and entertaining, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to share that. And there were a few blogs that I was reading at the time that really inspired me. And originally, the original name of my blog was supposed to be Charming Thoughts. And I'm so glad (laughs) that I didn't go with that. Um, But I started the blog in 2009. And it just... I mean, for a few years, I was doing the blog and the bed and breakfast, and I ran the bed and breakfast by myself. I also mm-hmm. had a gift shop inside the bed and breakfast that I also worked by myself. Mm-hmm. So I would cook every day, clean, wait for people to check in, run the gift shop, and blog. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, and then I think it was five or six years into doing the bed and breakfast and the blog that the blog really took off, and that was right around uh-huh. when Pinterest started. Yeah. And it was just all too much. And the bed and breakfast got to be too much. Again, I would work for months straight without a day off. Um, And it was, I was at this tipping point where I had a decision to either stick with the bed and breakfast or go with the blog. And obviously I choose to go with the blog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So did you cook for your guests? Yes. Breakfast every morning. Oh, sometimes so it and it there was, really would have been a time where I could have had you I make know. me pancakes yes, <laughs> and I missed, I missed it <laughs> that's yeah. awesome man I don't know how I didn't know that but that's so cool and you were mm-hmm. 25 when you yeah. did that yep uh, wow. that, were people this, in your life like su- supportive or like you're crazy man, <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> I mean for the most part my family I mean I'm sure there was some like are you sure? But everybody, (laughs) I mean, I have a great family, very supportive. And it was weird because this was right before the um, recession in 2008. There was no way that I would get that kind of loan now because at 25, I had student loans and I mean, credit card, not a lot of credit card debt, but you know, Yeah. yeah. And it just was sort of magical that it all worked out the way it did huh. and how it did. And it was the only yeah. bed and breakfast in the town at the time. And yeah. Did you get so to meet neat. a lot of interesting people over the years? Yeah. I mean, there's people that stayed regularly. So I made friends with people. The biggest celebrity that stayed with me, and this is totally random, was Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. How? The mailman. Oh, really? I don't know if you know him, but <laughs> yes. he stayed there once. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so fun. Man, that is so fun. when you was it hard? Let's go, let's talk about that because that's a this is I think impactful for people. 
when you got to the point where you felt like it was sort of the tipping point between, okay, do I keep doing this? Was that an easy choice? Was it um, like glaringly obvious or was it sort of like a, a real moment of tension to decide which direction to take your business in, you know? Um, I guess I relate to that a little bit. You know, let me take this physical thing and and stop doing it now and I'm going to go this direction. So anyway, just tell us about that. Does that... At the time, it was a super easy choice. As much... I mean, owning a bed and breakfast was a dream and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that I was able to realize it, but it was just... It took over my life. Um, I mean, I took all the reservations, so I had to take calls all the time. Yeah. I mean, I would get up at five in the morning and work until 10 o'clock at night when people would yeah. be still checking in. So I just, it was a great experience and I loved it, but it was time yeah. for it to end. Yeah. yeah. I had <laughs> always, for years, I thought, oh, one day I want to own a bed and breakfast. That would be amazing. And then I, I came to recognize that I really just wanted like the house. Yeah. I wanted the bed, the bed and breakfast house. And I didn't want anybody to actually stay there though. <laughs> so, and I think um, it's different too. If like, if you're retired and can take people into your house whenever yeah. you want, it's a totally different story versus yeah. you're relying on it for your sole income that you, yeah. you know, you yeah. can't turn down people. You have to take them when they're coming and yeah. Now, in hindsight, do you think that you should have hired some help to help? Do you think that would have helped you grow or not? I go back and forth. I mean, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I liked doing the breakfast and I feel yeah. like me doing it made it special. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, of course. Even now, when I do my blog, and Shauna knows this all too yeah. well, I don't want to hire people <laughs> to help me because <laughs> I like to do things a certain way. Yeah. Um, and at the time, like I said, I mean, it was a struggle financially. Yeah. So yeah. hiring somebody just really wasn't an option. I mean, there were days when my power was turned off because. Yeah. It was hard and I had a lot of yeah. loans to be able to make it all happen. So yeah. the blog turned out to be a blessing because it sort of freed up all of that stress and heartache. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So as a little aside note, that has nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> if people are hearing a bunch of rustling on my <laughs> sound, it's my cat. Just you have dug your cats. this crunchy plastic out of the trash can and is now batting it all over the room that's i'm not opening a candy bar or anything. That's, that's what's I know, happening i can hear so. my children downstairs screaming up the steps so yeah it's it's fine we've gotten so you know and my internet connection could go at any moment so i mean we're yeah we're just used to this being sort of on the fly so cats are welcome Oh my goodness. This is, so that's tell us fun about for the me. Blog. Um, so yeah. you said that was, so that was a way for you to share um, what you were doing. And then it's, it grew and turned into a whole business of, in and of itself. Cause so can you kind of talk through starting it and then, um, you know, discovering that it was, um, it, it had that potential, I guess, to sure. become its own business. So I think the big turning point, especially for my blog was Pinterest. Um, when Pinterest launched, I somehow must've gotten on one of their like featured pinner boards or something. Mm -hmm. And one day 
I noticed all these emails coming in saying, you have a new follower, you have a new follower. Like yeah. not just one or two emails, thousands of emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? And one day I went and looked and I looked and I'm like, you have 300,000 Pinterest followers. <laughs> and at the time, Pinterest was different in that people saw what you did. There weren't algorithms. So right. anything that yeah. I pin would go crazy. They saw. Other yeah. bloggers would write to me and be like, you pin this dip recipe. And it just made yeah. my blog go crazy. And so as time progressed, I ended up with 3 million Pinterest followers. And I think crazy. the rest is history from there. And that opened doors. You know, I became Better Homes and Gardens pinner of the year. And I yeah. pinned for them. And, and I think too, leading up to that, and I still believe this today is that content is king. And so during that time I was sharing recipes, I was sharing what I was doing in the gift shop, decorating, um, I had other features yeah. here and there. And so I don't think, I mean, I think there's some luck to it, but I also think that creating good content is the top yeah. thing that you can do. Yeah. yeah. Because you can get those features yeah. and get the followers, but they're not going to stick around or engage unless right. you're creating great content. Yes. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, with Pinterest, again, I don't want to sound the wrong way, but <laughs> I always, I feel like I have a good eye for things. And I think that's how Pinterest came about, that they saw that I had a good eye for, you know, curating mm -hmm. content. And that's what helped, you know, my feed become mm -hmm. popular. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that happening to a few, um, you know, bloggers yeah. and then yeah. getting featured yep. and then just like exploding. Three million. Just, That's just bananas. The, yeah. And it means nothing now, but it was fun <laughs> for like a year or two. <laughs> Those algorithms. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine if everybody oh. saw your, your work? Um, but so one thing I also really appreciate about you that I've just gotten to know recently is how um, I think you've done a great job diversifying your business. So it's not we're seeing so many people now putting all their eggs in one social media basket. And yeah. I think it's great that even though you have this tremendous success with Pinterest, that you're not just putting all your eggs in the Pinterest basket. You've yeah. been working um, very intentionally and strategically on SEO to get higher in the search engines to get those organic searches um, coming to your site. Um, you do a beautiful job on Instagram and sharing yeah. your work there and have really just kind of spread it around. Um, can you kind of talk about your strategy for that? I don't know if I have a strategy, so to speak. <laughs> but, <laughs> totally um, fly by the seat of my pants. Right. <laughs> I think it's important to try every new opportunity to see what fits for you. Yeah. I've learned, even though I've tried, you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I noticed that my Pinterest traffic started to wane, and I think a few years ago, everybody's did, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, I got to do something to shake things up. And that's where I found SEO. And when I started that, I mean, the traffic that I was getting from search was mm -hmm. like 6,000 a month page yeah. views. And now it's 250,000 wow. and it took three years to get there and I'm still learning, growing and trying. But at first I'm like, this isn't going to work or nothing's yeah. happening here, but you have to invest and 
try things and see what works for you. And yeah, um, I'm sure there's better answers and better strategies, but for me, I enjoy doing the blog for what it is. I don't need yeah. to be, you know, Martha Stewart or a big empire. I just yeah. want to make a good income and yeah. <laughs> do what I love. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that part. Um, so tell us, and I know this answer already and it's a good one. <laughs> tell us, um, tell us what drives, what kind of started to drive the business and what you really care about, like what you want it to feel like for people. Because I think that's, I think that's what helps your work stand out. If somebody's scrolling, I really do. It's funny how all those intangible things that we care about tend to, even when we don't see it ourselves, how they tend to kind of come across, you know, in our images or in our content. So yeah, tell us about that. Just what you care about and why you do what you do. Well, the thing, and I spoke to Shauna about this before, a few years ago, it was a blogger trip and we went up to it's called Hidden Pond. It's up in Maine. I believe that's what it's called. Sounds if you ever amazing. get a chance to go there, it's amazing. Um, it sounds lovely. Yes. But <laughs> it was a whole, you can stay there. There's a beautiful restaurant there. Uh, so you can eat. There's beautiful sights. So my goal is to sort of help recreate that feeling for people. I just love my time mm -hmm. there. And it was sort of a culmination of all the senses. So you get to eat, you get to see beautiful things, the smells, mm. the sights. And so when I'm creating content, I want to help readers feel that yeah. and feel encouraged and inspired to create it for themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because while I feel like I have some skills, I think that the things that I share are things that really anybody can do and recreate. And I want yeah. people to feel that, okay, if he can do this, I can do it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's, it's the hospitality. I yeah. Think that's, yeah. That's right. exactly, it's like, I'm going to be hospitable yeah. through my pictures and through my words. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So did you, did you always love cooking and sort of style and all of that? Did that come from your childhood or, you know, kind of from your family or, you know, where did that come from? Yes, is the short <laughs> answer. My mom is very talented. My mom is a cook, a baker. My grandma was. Um, I grew up, I was the weird kid that was sponge painting my room <laughs> back <laughs> when I was a teenager. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, and it was horrible, but I loved it. And then yeah. I painted it again. I was always rearranging my bedroom. I worked uh, at a gift shop and the gift shop had a restaurant there. So I was a server. I styled Christmas trees in the gift shop. I styled displays in the gift shop. I mean, I was doing this kind of stuff for as long as I can remember. When I was That's bored, fun. I would draw pictures of what my house was gonna look like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get into cooking until probably I was on my own. I mean, I always loved eating. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was always interested in it, especially, you know, before my job as a waiter and in the gift shop, I delivered papers and it was right near my grandma's yeah. house. So we would go there every day. After, that was the, where the paper route was. And she always had pies and they had a garden. And so cooking and food was always just such a part of my life that yeah. it was just a natural fit. And even, it's funny because the other day I just made a pumpkin roll and so many people messaged me and they're like, I can't, I've tried that. I can't do it. I can't do uh -huh. it. 
And it was the first pumpkin roll I've ever made. And it just comes naturally to me. And it's a weird thing. Like I just do it and I have recipe fails too, but I don't, it just is sort of a natural thing. It's in your hands to do it. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I think it's so, man, if everybody could be given the gift of being patient, you know, if we could be patient with ourselves to see what our hands are, you know, lend themselves Mm. to, you know, like it's such a, Because I do think that there's, like you said, there's skill in it, but then there's also sort of that that openness to pursue what could be that thing, you know? And, yeah. I, you know, I think through life and circumstances and all kinds of stuff, we don't all get that opportunity or feel like we should take that opportunity. Um, so that's, yeah, I think that's a really beautiful thing when we can find that thing or those several things, you know? For some of us, it's a lot of stuff, but... Um, you know, that just kind of makes us come alive and that just comes to us, you know, naturally. I don't know. That's neat to think about. <laughs> it is. Man, I'm, are we frozen? No. No, we're not frozen. Everybody no. just stopped talking. I was, we just did, yeah. Quiet was, moment of pause. <laughs> we're just all reflecting. My tendency is to always like jump straight in and start talking. Yeah. So I was giving a, I was giving a little giving breath in space. case anybody else wanted to say anything. I was going to say though, one thing that I've really enjoyed following this past summer was your gardening. Um, oh yeah. Is it zinnias that you planted a whole bunch Dahlias. of? Dahlias. Yeah. Dahlias. Okay. Yeah. And they Those fail. have the most bizarre roots, <laughs> first of all. But, but you had some success, didn't you? Some I mean, of them bloomed, them but pop up. Yeah. yeah, I gave my mom some tubers, and hers turned out uh-huh. gorgeous. And I just oh. didn't have the right lighting and or sunlight. And but it's all about experimenting and trying. And next year it'll be better. Yeah, yeah. Gardening is so I struggle. I yeah. I try because it is a part of like kind of homemaking, and I do. Yeah especially when the weather gets nice. Um, and I'm in Minnesota now, which we have, Jeff and I were just talking about it. It's really for about five months. Y- you can't see the grass. The snow yeah. is just there all yeah. the time. It doesn't melt because we don't get above freezing. It's really rare to get above freezing. And so <sighs> it's just there till April. And yeah. so I've, I've come to learn to enjoy kind of getting out and waking mm-hmm. the garden up and all that. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a knack for it, but I yeah. try. <laughs> have you grown any, have you done any like vegetable and fruit gardening and that kind of thing to cook with? Yeah, I have two, so there's two little raised beds. So in my area, we have a lot of deer. So everything needs to have like a seven foot mm-hmm. fence around it. Yeah. <laughs> so my <laughs> plan is to eventually fence in my yard, but I have a small area now and I have some tomatoes. I did an arch trellis and grew some mm-hmm. cucumbers and squash and peppers. And last year, both of my beds were all vegetables. And this year I dedicated yeah. the bed to the dahlias. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. following the story of the deer and just their, yes. you know, their <laughs> rampage. <laughs> but because they're so pretty. I mean, they're just right in your yard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's talk about what about, um, because now we hear this all the time and I know even in um, the mentoring group, you've probably heard this too. Just people say this. Do you, what would you say to someone who came to you now, you know, and said like, I just, I've got this passion or I've got this thing that I want to do and I don't know if I should do it or how to do it or, um, and I know we all, like I've, you and I have talked about this, we don't feel like we're experts. We don't feel like we necessarily qualify to give that advice. But 
but there is experience there and there is, there's success of some kind. And, um, you know, what would you say? I know that's kind of like I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, I mean, the sort of short answer is just start and just do it. I mean, that's, it's been weird for my progression in life. I always, once there's that feeling in me, whether it was knowing that I needed to leave my job as a restaurant manager or pursue the blog full time, you get that feeling and you kind of just have to go with it and you just have to trust your gut and realize that ultimately nothing horrible is going to (laughs) happen. I mean, it'll be okay. And another thing too, is that you should do what you're passionate about, you know, with the evolution of Instagram and blogs and stuff, you see a lot of the same thing anymore. Um, And I wish there were more people out there doing things that they loved. And because no matter what it is, there's people that I follow on Instagram and I even sent Shauna this strange YouTuber that I follow (laughs) and people would be like, why are you following that person? And it's not about what they're actually doing, but it's their process and their journey and the creativity behind it. And it's so, I wish more people would share what they're really passionate about because it's so fun to watch that magic happen. Oh, I totally agree. And I'm all for busting out of the, y'all both know this about me and maybe to a fault. I'm all for doing what you love. Yeah. Everything else be, I'll say, danged. (laughs) You know, just (laughs) everything else to the side. Like it just doing what you love and what you're passionate about and what really, I mean, I use this phrase, you know, a lot makes your you know, heart come alive, like what makes you excited and, you know, you don't want to put your pen down, you know, writing down ideas and thoughts and, um, that, that's just everything. And I, I do think that there's a, there is a way for us to balance like what we need to do to promote our businesses or to grow. Um, also though, with filling our days, doing the parts that, that really matter the most to us. Um, I feel like Marion's pretty good at that. She doesn't probably even say that out loud, but I think you're probably pretty good at that. Um, you're because you have like presence on social media and you have um you have those things, but they're not really now we're interviewing you. I'm sorry, but I do have that question. <laughs> it's it's shifted. Excuse me, Michael, <laughs> while we have a have a little conversation. Yeah. Sorry. Now I, I think for me, um, I so I came out of the corporate world yeah. after having getting a musical theater degree and having this whole background in theater. So it went from like this super creative world where I'm, yeah. you know, it's all about acting and drama and sets right. and working with other artists and photographers and all of that to then like this dodgy suit filled, you know, uniformity, all of that. And yeah. um and I I worked in the corporate world for like eight years as a recruiter. And I just, I said so many times to people, life is too short and you spend too many hours at work every day to not enjoy what you're doing. And so when I had the opportunity to leave the corporate world, which I did happily, and then when I had the opportunity to start my own business, I just was like, I'm, I want to choose to do the things that I enjoy doing. And so, um, it can sometimes be a challenge. And I'm sure, Michael, have you experienced this where, you know, you build up this enormous audience and then you decide to kind of 
shift gears. Like you sell the bed and breakfast and then, you know, you get people who are like, well, well, hold on. I'm following you because of the bed and breakfast. And now you're changing on me. Like, how have you kind of dealt with that? Like just continuing to do what you love to do while you have this huge audience you're bringing along with you and they're going to let you know their opinion. Well, I always struggle with since I blog about recipes and decorating and entertaining. I always try and keep that balance. And this is probably just in my head, but I'm like, oh no, the people that are following me for decorating are going to be mad that I posted two recipes in a row or the people that (laughs) want my recipes are mad because I'm talking about decorating now. And for me, I go through seasons and sometimes I'm posting more about recipes and other times I'm decorating. So I just try, again, I think it's just a voice in my head and I try and say, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do now. And again, I hope that the people that continue to follow me are there for sort of the journey rather than the destination. So no matter what I'm sharing, whether it's a recipe or uh, decorating or entertaining, or if I move houses or whatever, that they're there for, you know, the process and not necessarily the end result. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately you have to be happy with your choices at the end of each day. And, and if you, Um, And I'm sure you've learned this as you're, I mean, it's probably a continual learning. I know for me, it is that just this, if if you're going to just chase approval all the time, it's, it's kind of this never ending, you know, hamster wheel, you you have to just at the end of the day, am I happy with what I created? Am I happy with the work I did? And if people like it, great. And if they don't, then yeah. It, right. That really is okay. It really is all right. And if <laughs> and you're not creating in a, not in a beautiful stuff, way. somebody's going to like it. That's right. I mean, yeah. there's a that's group right. out there that's going to like what you're doing. Yeah. 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 There's so many. I think people get really um, kind of, they feel like, man, all, all the audience is this. Yeah. And right. it's it's not. It's like Instagram is so, and Pinterest and Facebook. I mean, there are millions and millions of people from all over the world, all ages, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, when you are following certain people, you sort of get this idea that that's what everything is. And yeah. That's what everybody yeah. does. And it's Yeah, and this it's is just success. Not, this is what yeah. pretty looks like. This is pleasing. And it's, you know, it's so different. I was, a client and I were talking yesterday. I mean, you could follow 30,000 home decor bloggers, you know, and um, and there's still a world of people out there doing it yep. entirely differently, you know? Um, yep. And I think that was one of the gifts that my time away from um, online, the online space gave me was just that awareness, like, man, there's a whole world of people doing some really cool stuff <laughs> that has, you know, nothing to do with what they're sharing online, first of all, but then secondly, in totally different, you know, styles and mediums and, you know, I don't know, types of businesses. It just, it was eye opening to me, I guess, because like you said, without meaning to, we just kind of get that tunnel vision and we're, you know, focused on the things we see all the time. Who do you, tell us like, what are your favorite kind of in, in that, you know, vein, what are your favorite kind of people to follow that are not doing what you're doing? You know, I mean, you don't have to give specific names, but just like, how do you try to keep that fresh? You know what I mean? Inspiration different. Well, thanks to probably both of you. I've been following a lot more (laughs) artists on Instagram and just, I've bought so many art supplies. I'm not doing art like I should, <laughs> but it's just so 
cool to see what people do. And I know. even just, I'm a big visual person. So even just to watch how people put colors together yeah. and that's so helpful, whether you're styling food or styling a room or yeah. just what to look for in nature. If you're taking pictures on your iPhone, it's yeah. so interesting to see how people frame things and what colors they're using. And yeah, you can find inspiration for anything in anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's so cool. And that's why you should vary the people that you're following. Yeah. Because you can really, you don't necessarily need to follow a home decor blogger for inspiration on your home decor. Yeah. In fact, you sh- yeah. in some ways you shouldn't. Yeah. Because you should create <laughs> what you want and maybe you'll find color inspiration yeah. from a chef or, you know. Yeah. Totally. I definitely yeah. feel that way. I think Instagram and Pinterest have especially, and we talked with Heather Bullard a few weeks ago about this, has kind of driven people all into this same funnel. Yes. Because not only can you see, you know, I'm sure you experienced this years ago in magazines, you would look at, or in decorating books, you look at spaces, but you couldn't necessarily, you couldn't shop them. You could try to find yeah. something similar. And now with Pinterest and Instagram, you can, here's a link. Here's exactly what I bought. And now you can go buy it. And so what you're seeing is all of these homes and wardrobes and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that's like all of these, but there's the, you know, it's like, here's the, here's the pair of boots that every blogger bought this year. (laughs) And they all shared the link. That's like, you know, the 2019 winter boot. There it is. Um, (laughs) You're just seeing that kind of thing. And it's, and I think though you are seeing, um, you're seeing it go a little bit the other direction now where I think people are trying to like, I guess, be unique and bring some unique, their unique voice to the table. Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, it does start to feel like, well, there's, there's those boots again. I know. Man, I just can't do it. I have got, I mean, and I don't know. It's like I said, you both know me well enough to know that it's probably to a fault that I am such a contrarian. But I just am. I just am not going to do it. I don't, That's the same for me. Be, yeah. When something gets popular, I'm like. I, nope. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> right. Yep. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Even like I'm out till my, next year or the next. <laughs> like when I'm a huge Adele fan and when she started gaining mm. popularity, I'm like, please don't let this happen because right. I just want her for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny That's too, hilarious. it made me think, I get a lot of, recently I've been, for whatever reason, people message me and they're like, what's the measurements be?" between your shelves and what's the measurement between your countertop and your table. And I'm like, I understand why people ask that, but at the same time, like you should determine what measurement is best for you. You know, if you have a beautiful plate from your mom that you want to display, make your the depth between your shelf that length. Yeah. So it's interesting how much people want to recreate of what what other people are doing. But I always tell people, find the measurement that works for you. You know, what distance feels good for you? What, you know, how do you want this space to function? Yeah. Instead of copying exactly, even down to the measurement, what somebody else is doing. Yeah. Well, your kitchen is beautiful. Yes, it is. Before we let you go, can you tell us about that? Because you just gutted it and completely, (laughs) completely redid the whole thing. And I remember when I first saw pictures, like uh, finished pictures of it. And I think I wasn't seeing you in my feed for a while. And then all of a sudden, like, bam, your kitchen's done. And I see your kitchen. 
And I remember thinking like, oh, I wonder who he's featuring. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's his kitchen. Get out. Like, yeah. it's just beautiful. It's such a... Um, it's such a great blend of like being a magazine kitchen, but also being um, very like homey and inviting yeah. and real. Thoughtful. And so can you tell us just about that renovation process? Yeah. And so I, but I moved into this house two years ago and I think within eight months I was getting the kitchen and <laughs> That's where I wanted to start because the kitchen is such a heart of the home for me, not only for me personally, but for the blog too. I yeah. spent so much time yeah. in there creating yeah. recipes and all that. And the kitchen space was, and still is kind of small. It's just a galley kitchen kind of. Mm -hmm. There's not room for an island like everybody has or two islands like everyone is doing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I made the best use of the space. There used to be a full bathroom on the first floor. So I ripped that out and put a butler's pantry in there. I have a love of glassware and plates and dishes. So I needed a place mm -hmm. to store all of that. Amen. And oh, then the yes. dining room felt like this cave. Um, so I took down the wall in between the kitchen and the dining room. And then I was even able to put in three windows on mm -hmm. one of the walls in the dining room. And that just flooded the whole space with light. And it just made such a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, it's a it's just a beautiful space. It really is. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah. and that butler's pantry, that yeah. was oh, an awesome no joke. choice. I bet you enjoy that. Oh my God, it's the best. <laughs> even just for photo, <laughs> pretty photos, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's a great space. And I love it the is. colors that you chose yeah. for it. So if you I know you guys can't see it because we're just talking about it, but just go to mm -hmm. um, Inspired by Charm. Just Google it. You'll find yeah. it. Yeah, of course, find you'll it. find it because he <laughs> kills it at SEO. So. That's right. Um, but you'll want to look at his kitchen and um, and also follow him on Instagram. He yeah. shares amazing and Pinterest, amazing recipes, decorating. Um, and, you know, you've gotten a flavor for his heart behind all of that. So yeah. um, what do you kind of what's next for you? Are there any big... Um, I don't know, just kind of things that you're shooting for that you're hoping to do one day? Well, I mean, in the immediate right now, so we're in fall and heading into Christmas. Christmas is probably my favorite time to create content. Um, mm -hmm. I love decorating Christmas trees. I was just counting the other day and I think I've decorated 30 different trees over the past 10 or 11 years of my blog. So wow. that's such a fun season for me. And then just as it continues on, just still just making, creating and sharing yeah. content. Yeah. 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 You've got to check out Michael's Christmas tree. Ugh. That rainbow tree. Oh, yeah. No. Did. Are you going to repeat that again? Or do you always like, it's going to be different this year. Don't expect the rainbow tree again. <laughs> I've never done that one again, but a little teaser, something <laughs> maybe coming this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. Reimagined. Right version yeah they really are like if you ever like your the the internet just crashes you could go be like you could go do do windows at yeah. you know yes. some new york <laughs> department store yep. and just set up christmas trees you could yeah. definitely do that so. <laughs> right oh <laughs> if so ever fun. the need arises <laughs> Man. anyway thanks for joining us michael it was really great talking to yes. you and um i hope our followers will go 
go follow you and all the wonderful work that you're doing. And um, guys, we hope you'll listen to us next time. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johann Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 